welcome to JNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and uh, <laughs> talk about stuff. <laughs> oh, like, like, what type of stuff? <laughs> like, like cool stuff, you idiot. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, we're like getting food again. <laughs> <laughs> we need Blue Shark here to tell us not to. <laughs> I didn't agree to the 90s throwback. Yeah, I don't know who thought of this. It was a terrible idea. Please stop. But you still drink Code Red. What the hell is this about? I did not drink Code Red. No, no. Shadow does. Only only because we found a Kroger that actually sells it in two liter bottles. Well, I'm your temporary host and now fired. D from Microbrew. Let's go around the room and see what everybody's drinking. Huh? 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 Or, or you could go around the room and introduce everybody. Eh? Yeah, who's talking? Intro? Who's talking? Do that, yeah, yeah I, I skipped over that. You're like the worst opening person for this shit. I, I am. <laughs> I thought I did bad. <laughs> I really did. And the podcast is officially over, and we've been an hour here waiting for D to introduce everybody to us. Alright, let me introduce our cast of smiling faces. And by smiling, they're probably cringing. First up, we have Shadow Fox. How you doing, Shadow Fox? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Next, we have Shinzu. How we doing, Shitsu? Doing good there, fucker. I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to smear chocolate on everything so you can't touch it. Start with his wife. No, he can, he can have that. And that would be awkward for you to smear chocolate all over his wife, though. You two deserve each other. <laughs> and you have Cecil. How you doing tonight, Cecil? I'm great, man. From there, I think he thought. I think he forgot you existed. Uh, yeah, he may be. And we're gonna kick over. Hey, Zyber, how are you feeling tonight, man? Hey, Cecil, how's it going, man? I'm doing all right. That's awesome. All right, so I'm Cecil Xavier, your 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 actual host. We're gonna fire D now, since uh, I, I I honestly think he just hit that with a chainsaw. Like he just he took one of those little mini chainsaws and he he electrical taped the throttle on. And he just threw it into a moving vehicle. It's bouncing around like Pac-Man in there. That's that's just what happened there. That's how I roll. So let's go on. Let's find out what everybody's drinking tonight. So, uh, Zyber, what are you drinking with us tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking a Lizard King Mosaic Hopped IPA. Or, I'm sorry, it's just a pale ale. Um, It's the Lizard King from... Uh, Pipeworks that I usually drink every once in a while on the show when I can find it. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, that's about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Shadow? Uh, are you drinking with us tonight? Uh, I am drinking D salty tears from that terrible opening. <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Oh, don't tell me it's Code Red. No, just the regular, just the the good old classic Mountain Dew. Yo, that uh, and this buried vape. Pop quiz. Yeah, it's a shit that glows in the dark. Did you know that there's orange juice in Mountain Dew? Let me read that label to you real quick. Ingredients include carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, concentrated orange juice. God damn you. I, I didn't know. I don't drink Mountain Dew. I found this out last night. So you're saying is Mountain Dew's actually healthy for you then? You're, you're for drinking Mountain Dew. I, uh... This is this is where Skyler would always say that that's the reason I probably don't have scurvy is because I drink Mountain Dew. 
that's probably accurate. That's probably yeah. very accurate. Actually, I learned it last night because, you know, Damoc's wife or girlfriend, I'll probably get shot for that. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the round to travel from where he lives to me right now. Nope, I think we're good. Anyways, uh, Damoc's girlfriend is allergic to orange juice, which I thought was completely ludicrous. But hey, there is, a, there is an allergy to orange juice and she's allergic to it. There's even an allergy to water, but they don't last very long. So every time that she drank Mountain Dew, she would really feel horrible, have headaches, all this other crap. And then she found out that there was orange juice in Mountain Dew. And I went, there's not orange juice in Mountain Dew. Grabbed a Mountain Dew bottle, read it, and I went, holy crap, there's orange juice in Mountain Dew. Third ingredient. That's pretty high on the list there. So Shinzu, what are you drinking with us tonight? I'm going to actually abstain from drinking. I partied hard this weekend, so I'm recovering with some lovely tea. Womp, 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 so I'm going to be fairly boring, but after after kicking pretty much two kegs, so the liver needs to recover. We're going to just rename this to uh, Games, Nerds, and Hangovers. <laughs> Not hungover, but my liver is definitely needs a day or two to <laughs> cleanse I, itself out. How do I replace the bottle and the logo with a hangover? Um, just, just, just a guy holding his head. A puddle of vomit underneath it. There, yeah, there we go. This, this face. Yeah, just, just this. You know, the, the hand to the face and the utter look of disgust of what I did last night. Oh, I could do that then. I'm fairly certain it wouldn't take very much to get one of these guys to kind of just like hover over a toilet and you can just kind of take that and silhouette that. Night of bad decisions. I've got a pretty neat uh, shot pattern. <laughs> D, what are you drinking this night, man? Well, it's that time of year. Pumpkin fucking everything. So... I am drinking Shipyard Brewing Company's Pumpkinhead Ale. Wah, wah, okay, wah. tell me about this thing. All right, you, you've <laughs> got me hook, line, and sinker. Tell me about it. I'd like to leave you hanging just for a minute. Well, it's got 4.5% alcohol by volume, so, you know, it's just a nice steady drinking beer. Nothing uh, too bad. There's a hint of pumpkin in it, but it's, like, really smooth. It's, like, not noticeable. Like, it's not overpowering. It doesn't leave you with a bad overtaste. It's a light ale with just a hint of uh, pumpkin. It's pretty pretty nice. Well, Good fall time beer. Well, some bitch. All right. So what I'm drinking is I am actually drinking the last little bit of the keg of 120-minute IPA that I had left over from Massanutten hiding in my fridge. <laughs> How old and skunked is that now? Because that has got to be like anus. You know what? Shockingly enough, I thought it was going to taste really skunky. It's super freaking sweet. Like, it's almost sickly sweet. <laughs> that means there's a lot more alcohol, and there's probably uh, yeah, pro- probably a lot of uh, you know, least yeasty little uh, you know, moldy bugs in there. Yeah, go ahead, drink it. Hey. I wonder what happens. I've, I've been pounding it down anyways. That's not how the fermentation cycle works. What do I look like, a damn scientist over here? There's absolutely no fizz to this guy, but it is... Like one hundred percent sweet. It's almost like almost makes my teeth hurt. Sweet, like the like sweet, sweet smell tea? of rotting fruit. <laughs> yeah, like the sweet smell of rotting fruit. Hoorah! Alrighty, next spot: State of Games. So, State of Games. In case you're listening, and you're wondering what the hell State of Games is. State of Games are we just talk about either what we've been playing for the past week or we just go off on a rant of what we feel games really are as general today. Usually we only rant when there's something really pissy going on. Then again, our topic for this week is uh, is closed down game studios, so 
somebody might have a rant. But hey, let's go on for State of Games. Let's start off with you, Shinzu. What's your State of Games, man? Uh, I haven't really been up to too, too much game-wise. Uh, I started getting back into Diablo 3, but I haven't gotten any of the, uh, the add-ons for that yet, so I'm just still bare-boning. I got Reaper of Souls, but outside of that, I didn't get the new class or anything, and I've been popping that game, and then uh, Skyrim, of course, as that's going to be an ongoing escapade. Dude, Necromancer is so freaking broken. Like, is it? It looks oh fun God. to play, but I it's, just... It's fun to play, but it's stupid broken. Like, like 15 bucks to play a game like once every other like two or three days, and I've already spent like $80 on the game, so... Yeah, I, I, I hear you. It... Wait for it to come down, and it'll eventually there'll be a sale on it. But yeah, Necromancer is stupid broken. Fun to play. It's really fun to play. But unless they've changed a whole lot of it, that guy, he's got an AoE effect for his normal attack. Yeah, his um, he reminded me of what was the character, the druid in Diablo 2, where he's had like the vines and shit. Yeah, okay. Gameplay kind of like that, looked like that, and I was like, that's pretty sweet. But that's that's pretty much all I've been really up to besides that and work. Rock on. What about you, D? What's your state of games? Well, I'm still plowing through uh, Octopath Traveler on the Switch, but I've also picked up a few more uh, old retro games. Uh, Rygar on the NES, which is a really fun platformer. Also, uh, a little fun, but a little confusing at times. Uh, Goonies 2 on the NES. Dude, that game is weird. Like It, it, it is. It, it, any storyline that you possibly... All you know is that you're going to save kids. Like, you're just saving kids. They're locked up. That's it. And you're slapping shit with a yo-yo. And you're slapping shit with a little yo-yo. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's like a side-scrolling Star Tropics where you're saving kids. Pretty much. And then, but you can also go through the doors, and, and, it, and then you have a brief part where you can go through some doors and passageways. Like, uh... Platoon. Oh, God, like... Like the old, like, uh, D&D slash wizardry games, and then you're into the other side, and then it's more platforming. No, dude, it's like, it's, you remember that game, Platoon? I haven't played Platoon. Oh, dude, Platoon was side-scrolling, and then you'd get to sections where you would go into buildings, and it was that, like, uh, like that wizardry style where you're going through. Oh, but, okay. But in, in Platoon, you actually had to shoot stuff, so, like, something would pop up on the screen, a person would pop up there, and you have to move the cursor over them quick and hit the button to shoot them. Ah. Otherwise, they'd wreck you and you're dead. Yeah, so I've been playing pretty much those. Nice. And also, I also got the um, uh, Adventures in Magical Kingdom on the NES for the kids to play. Another, uh, yeah, Disney game for them. Very cool. How about you, Shadow? I know you were playing uh, Wildlands just before we started. What's your that's, state of games? It's pretty much all I've done for the past week is play Wildlands. So much Wildlands. Um, I did take the opportunity to go ahead and restart it on Extreme Difficulty. I hate my life, but uh, I, I have learned to stop shooting everybody I see immediately. Yeah, yeah, they radio off pretty quick. Somebody somebody can see you smoke somebody from like 300 yards away. Oh yeah, so I've actually run into an issue with the game on Extreme where there's just some missions that no matter how stealthy you are, somebody sets something off, and I ran into this issue earlier, and... The game is very hard in those cases, and I don't think I've actually stopped a convoy yet. So it's it's a different experience, but I've also been avoiding one part of the jungle specifically because the sounds are back. You know what sounds I'm talking oh, about. Oh, God. I'm not yeah. helping you with that on hardcore. That's oh, I'm not, not doing it again. I'm just staying out of that part of the map. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. 
be a hard it pass. It creeps there. me out. Now I'm curious. Oh, the clicking. You involved. I haven't played that. Oh, uh, the Predator mission. Dude, uh, you fight uh, the Predator in Wildlands, and it's actually a fight. Like, it's a fight. Yeah. So you hear the clicking of his is the sound of the Predator that like yeah. from the movies. Yes. Yeah, you hear it until you actually manage to kill him, and he's just in this one Providence. So if you're ever in there, you're just you're kind of going along, you'll just hear it. It's like, oh no. I mean, the mission itself is pretty short, but yeah. it's fun. Good thing I was almost frightened. It's a good thing it's Predator from the uh, from the movies. Whew. I almost thought you were talking about like Harvey Weinstein or something. I mean, if there was a chance to shoot him, I'd do it. Ah, it's Harvey Weinstein again. <laughs> and what about you, Zyver? What's your state of games? Well, lately I've been playing um, Bioshock. Uh, just hopped into fucking um pathfinder kingmaker uh pokemon go hold on a second dude what are you doing here again i thought we covered this all already i mean i'm not going back in the goddamn box fuck you dude i'm not going in the box uh where'd he go Uh... sounds fine to me yeah yeah, he'll he'll come back. We'll, we'll yeah, get him back here eventually. Fine. Yeah, no whining. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, so uh, my state of games, uh, I've actually I'm 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 a little less lame than I was last week because last week I literally played nothing. Good, because we're ready to edit over you for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've actually been playing a few games. I uh, I I was playing some Shadow of Mordor, which that game is just a fun game to go back to. It's just silly, silly, silly fun. Um, no heroes allowed, I think is what it's called on the Vita. It's a kind of a puzzly game where, you know, you, you do match tiles and stuff like that. And you got to match the different like beasts three in a row. And then those attack, whatever heroes trying to attack and kill you. It's a, it's a fun little game to sit down and play in the middle of the night, you know, while you're can't, when you can't sleep. Uh, and I downloaded a WWE puzzle game that it's an interesting concept. Uh, I know I've heard of it before. I've seen it before. It's basically you do matches and then that attacks whatever monster, in this case, whatever wrestler you're fighting against, and their health reduces to the point where you can get to a finishing move and then you finish them off. Um, yeah. Wait, I, I spaced out for a second. Are you just driving a porno again? Yes. Yes, okay. I am. Other than that, I really have not played much of anything else this week, but I've been doing a lot of schoolwork. A lot of schoolwork. A lot of schoolwork. Anywho, so the main topic that we have this time around, and this one I'm actually I'm actually kinda heated about, to be perfectly honest. I'm uh this kinda this kinda strikes a chord with me, but it's it's studios that have closed down. Um in in recent news you've probably seen Telltale has decided to close its stores. They've got, they basically laid off, I think it was like 190%. Yeah, it was like 180 or 190 people. No, it was 90% of their workforce. There's only 25 people left in the building. Understood. But there was like almost 200 or maybe more than 200 people that were actually laid off from the studio in total. And they left with 25 people to just kind of exit out and, and kind of basically finish out the closing. Yeah, the skeleton crew that's just handling of the shutting down the paperwork and all that stuff legalese and all that 
Yeah. And uh, what I just read, I want to say it was just recently, Lionhead Studios went straight down that line as well. Um, if you're not familiar with Lionhead Studios, they created Fable. If you're uh, if you're a, a Fable fan, what else did they create? They created uh, Black and White, I think. They created Black and White. I can't remember now. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, that's. Uh, I love that game, that God Mode game. Yeah, so they created um, Black and White, Black and White Two, the movies, Fable. You know, of course, the Fable series. Um, which man, I loved. If you guys never played the movies, that that was a, a fun sim game. What Fable? No, 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 no. Uh, the movies. Oh, did you ever play it? Nah. Oh God. Uh, the movies was basically it was a it was a it was a like a theme park management game, but you made movies. So you built different sets on your lot, and then you created these really simplistic movies with your simplistic actors, and then sold them. That's how you made money. And so forth and so on. It was, it was a fun little game. It had some really, really great mods to it. Ah, but there's a lot of, there's been a lot of, but geez, God, in the past, uh, I would say past five, five or so years, the, the number of studios that have been closed down. I mean, I think EA alone has wrecked a bunch of studios. I think it's like 90% EA wrecking studios. Yeah, like Visceral, I can think of. Visceral was one of the ones that, like, right off the top of my head, I know EA took out. What were some of the other ones that EA took out? Sierra, Westwood. EA took out Sierra? Like, Sierra no longer around? I think so. Hang on, let me double check that. We're also talking about Origin Systems, the ones that made the Ultima series. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Them, um, Bullfrog Productions just made games that, like, uh... The D&D... Populous, which kind of engine, yeah, Populous that en- that basically pioneered the old God Sim yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. I actually got a, I actually got a list too. If you guys are interested, hit it. Let me hear it. I got uh, Visceral was closed uh, October seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, Motiga was closed uh, November third, two thousand seventeen. What did Motiga make? Uh, Gigantic. I don't remember playing that. I, I never remember. played it. Um, there was Runic, which did Torchlight and Hob. Okay. Gazillion Entertainment, which did Marvel Heroes, that was a a game for phones. Okay. Uh, Bartlett Jones Supernatural Supernatural Detective Agency, they did Drawn to Death, uh, Boss Key Productions, Wargaming Seattle, Carbine, Capcom uh, Vancouver, and Telltale Games, which I'm actually really upset over, and uh, of course Lionhead Studios now joins this list. Yeah, that was just that's, that's just in the last twelve months. Man, that's like Telltale. I mean, if you haven't heard of Telltale, Telltale's a studio that's created a, a very very popular Walking Dead series. They've had uh, season one and season two out for quite some time. They're just started releasing season three. I think they're on episode two. Probably by the time this releases, episode two should have already been released. And there's been a lot of up in the air on if. If the rest, if the remainder of the of the final season of The Walking Dead is going to come out, um, they also did games like Batman Telltale. They did Borderlands. They did a Game of Thrones, and they were talking about getting a Stranger Things game out there, which I would have really dug. Yeah, they were actually. I thought they were starting work on it. Actually, I'm pretty sure they did start work on it. Yeah, they had some stills and they had some concept art. And I think they had some uh, some. I don't know if they. I think they had some in-engine stuff, but I think they've been using the same engine over and over again, just doing tweaks to it. So, 
but yeah, so Telltale Studios, they've, you know, they've just not made the money, I guess, that they were really hoping for. Um, Whether it be Capcom or EA, it seems like the really big publishers are doing some very uh, monopolistic practices and stuff we see in more than just video game industry, but just business in general. Anytime they're really um, making money, they're up and coming, they could be a threat. EA buys them up, makes them a good deal, lets them, you know, sets this, you know, based on some of their hit, you know, success, they set these almost unrealistic expectations. We, we, we forecast they're going to hit this, make us this amount of money. And whenever any of them fall short, they start dismantling. I mean, look so, what happened with uh, Bioware. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Age, which was a fantastic game series, and they were going to take another X amount of years to bring the next game out. And EA is like, no, you got to have this game out in this much time. And we got Dragon Age 2, which sucked. Yeah. And then uh, they pushed uh, Mass Effect 3 out, so they didn't really have the ending they really wanted. And then Andromeda was a very ambitious task. And um, I don't really don't know if the consoles and PCs of that day and age would actually allow for the entire vision that they had. So they scrapped that game like three or four times. And they yeah, recreated I mean, it and then basically just pushed it out. And it was just like someone took a a script, loaded it into a shotgun, and just shot it against the wall and okay. glued some parts together. They're pretty much sabotaging stuff. They're adding in unrealistic, like, say, uh, timelines. you got to hit these you know, amount of money-making, and then they shut them down. Really what it is is they want to the kind of get rid of anything that will be really unique and win over a large amount of the gaming industry. They basically want their, their same few, you know, series stock full of loot crates and microtransactions and that's the thing they're going to and with EA having this little path of destruction Capcom's following suit in two now well they better be careful because uh, a lot of uh, a lot of foreign countries and now some states are starting to look into loot crates as gambling yep EU already has they've already passed new laws in the EU so if that happens they're going to get boned pretty good I want to make a correction. Actually, it wasn't Lionhead Studios I was reading about shortly ago that was getting closed. They actually closed down a while ago. Um, the specific one that I was thinking of was Capcom was closing the Vancouver studio. Oh, yeah, that was on the list. Uh, yeah, so Capcom nuked the Vancouver studio and actually canceled like $40 million worth of, uh, worth of projects, which is... And I'm making. I'm actually double checking it right now to make sure that I'm I'm reading it correctly. I, I read the same thing. It was forty point two million. That's a and that's how much they just canceled. Um, they just nuked out 158 employees who worked for the Vancouver studio. Now are gone, and there's a skeleton crew. However, one thing that they did that uh, Capcom did for the Vancouver studio, which Telltale did not, and this kind of this pisses me off a bit. Telltale just told everybody, beat feet, you're out. That was it. Yeah, they had security escort them out of the building. Yeah, at least at least Capcom said, hey guys, you're out. Here's your severance package. You know, sorry we're shutting down, but here you go. Here's your severance. Telltale, as of the last I read, they didn't give us they didn't give any severance. They just said hit pavement. No, they had they have no money, and actually, they even pulled uh, the the last episode of Walking Dead from Xbox Live. It was pulled from Steam. It was pulled from uh, PlayStation as well. I don't know why. They never really explained why they're doing it, but there's got to be some sort of reasoning for it. 
Well, I don't know if it's back up or not. I was going to say, the, the last I read, the, the second episode of the final season was being released, and they were, they were pumping it out. Uh, but back to EA for a quick second. So victims of EA, and we'll try to I'll try to name off some games that they've done just so that you have a a a, a kind of a, a a stepping point. Origin, which did the Ultima series, Ultima Online, etc., etc., etc. Oh, they also did Wing Commander. I didn't realize that. Uh, Maxis, which if you've played any of the Sim games, Sim City, The Sims, all of that, they gobbled them up, chopped them out. Black Box. Trying to remember who what Black Box did. They're not listing anything here. NFS and State Games. Alright. I know I know the I know the logo, but for some reason I'm completely blanking on what they've made. Westwood Studios. Um they made Dune. That's the one I remember. Dune uh Dune C D and other RTSs like that. Bullfrog, which they made Syndicate. If you guys remember do you guys did you guys ever play Syndicate? Yep, yep. Ah, stupid fun game. Loved it. It was uh, kind of a isometric, turn-based. I think of it more like Fallout, but uh, a little less graphics, but that style game. Uh, they clo- EA closed down LucasArts, which, of course, created almost like every single one of the Star Wars games. So they closed that down, and they're just under the EA title now. Uh, who else here? I'd like to point out Westwood Studios also created Blade Runner. Yes, yes, they did, which I got that for you. Which I have that, thank you. <laughs> My uh, childhood in a disc case. They nuked out Bioware, Pandemic, Mythic, just all great, great studios. And thank you, Shadow, for finding that one. That was a, that was a good picture you found there. It's like the first thing that you see on Google Image Search when you go Victims EVA. Yeah, it's just, it's it's nuts how many of these things have been just gobbled up, chopped out, and just thrown to the wayside. Uh, Visceral Studios. If you, I mean, we've talked about Visceral Studios being closed definitely before, but they they created the Dead Space games. I can understand this, though, from EA's perspective, because when you buy a prostitute, you really don't want the prostitute hanging around. They yeah. do their job, and it's done. True. Give them the money. Put, leave the money on the counter and let exactly. them walk out. They're car, call girls. <laughs> exactly. That's all these gaming studios are. They all have to come in, they pitch their games wearing dresses, and the old EA guys are like, mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but like Visceral is one that I think I really started feeling the burn from Visceral because the Dead, the Dead Space games, I just loved so friggin' much. Yeah, they and, were good. And they did something with Dead Space that I really think a lot of games didn't do very well beforehand, which was that that was other media marketing. When the first Dead Space game came out, they actually also released an anime movie with it. Now, the anime movie wasn't fantastic. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like knock my socks off great. But when you play the game and then you're looking for that little extra bit about what the hell happened, you watch the movie and you're like, oh, crap, that's what happened on this ship before I got there. Oh, man, that's pretty wild. And then they did the same thing with the second game when it released. They released a, a second anime movie. And I like... That was kind of on the cusp of when I really started noticing those kind of mixed media things that they're doing with games. And I, I honestly, I love it. I, I loved creating that that genre around it. And a lot, of, a lot of times I do it with books. And I can get it with books. Books are cool. I like books. I'm not a strong reader. You know, that's, 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 that's my problem. I'm not a strong reader. I love to read. I'm just not very good at it. So because I'm not very good at it, 
it, it it's more of a chore for me to read. But movies, audiobooks, stuff like that, friggin' right up my alley. Now, what I'm hoping is, um, as we all know, that EA has... Bioware has made some of like my favorite games. Mass Effect, Neverwinter Nights. Like I love Neverwinter Nights. Oh yeah. And they're coming out with Anthem. Uh it's going to be a, a new release from them uh in 2019 February, I believe. And uh I'm really hoping that this game is solid and EA kind of took a backseat to this one cuz usually when EA like acquires a company, they usually let them come out with like one game without poking holes with their fingers. And then after they create that game, they kind of go in there like, okay, you need to have microtransactions. You need to have this, 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 this. So hopefully Anthem is great. I'm hoping that they don't kill Anthem with microtransactions. I mean, I can understand that they'll probably have some sort of thing in there, some sort of DLC. But uh, like loot boxes, stuff like that, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down with that. It kills the game every time. Like that that sort of DLC nonsense is just killing the gaming world right now. I'm glad that Bioware is still around, but at the same time it's it's a pale shadow I'm of what it used to be. I mean, they have gone down, they've laid off some people, they've cut back, so Oh yeah. Ugh. Let's hope they don't Yeah, if this game doesn't like come back, it's gonna count pretty much make or break for them at this point in time. They haven't had a, a top hit. They lost money uh with Mass Effect Andromeda. Even if it's a even if it's a hit, if it doesn't hit like say EA's projections and goals, they're fucked. Yeah, I mean Andromeda hasn't. That's why Mass Effect is now officially killed off. They're not. That's it. No more Mass Effect games. And that's the problem is that EA is shooting these very very lofty goals for a game. When it used to be, when a game was released, it wasn't. Yeah, and I know it's an industry. I know it's all about money, but back in the PlayStation Two days, it was. You know, there was a lot more, at least the feeling was there a lot more of this is we're, we're creating a piece of art. And if it sells good, then we do it. We, we make another one. It used to be you'd make the game knowing you couldn't fix the game. Therefore, you had to ship the complete product for the game. Yeah, there is that. I think the real issue, though, is 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 not even that um, what they're doing is they're taking a game that wound up being a hit. They hit a formula that works. And EA is like. This is great. Now do it our way. And they expect the same results to this game to be a hit, changing the game what it is, like the series, to now be EA's way, and people still have the same reception to it as before. It's like, you have a great thing like, you know, the first Mass Effects, everybody loves them, and then EA's like, no, no, do it our way. And they expect these, you know, great results like with the first Mass Effects. And then when it, you know, not everything fits in the EA's formula that'll be successful. You can't take a Final Fantasy game and jam it into EA's formula and make it successful. People are going to be pissed. It's not going to be as well-received. It's going to fail to hit its goals, and then you're going to can kill, the, you know, kill the company off. Could you imagine if, like, uh, there were microtransactions back in the day of, like, Nintendo, like NES or, like, DLC? You have to, like, send Nintendo a check and they just mail you another cartridge with half the other oh, game on it. Oh, or the Or the controller. <laughs> Because you don't have a fucking controller of the you system. Get, you get a D-pad, but the A and B buttons are DLC. You have to buy those. I, I could see it. I really could see it. And I know we hate on it. I mean, the industry is about making money, but I think EA's missing the point. They believe that they're going to make money their way, and they try to jam everything into their narrow vision, and when it fails to make the money they think it can, they get pissed off because not everything can follow into that narrow vision and still make money. 
Well, I think it's also the the time that EA believes that each game that they produce will make them, you know, as much money as Madden, as much money as Call of Duty has over the years. Oh no, I'm sorry, Call of Duty's not uh, not EA. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, who's that? That's Activision. Activision. Yeah. yeah, it's Activision. Same con. I mean, same guys account. They believe that each each game they have is going to be their cash cru- uh, cash cow for them. That's going to basically just send their company into like Apple status, where they can have X amount of billions of dollars just laying around. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a shame that the major companies did that because back like I say back like back in the back when they were creating the Sims and even the Sims Two, you know, Battlefront, EA games weren't they were actually decent. They you know when you saw EA on a title, you were like, hey, this is this is going to be a decent product. It's going to be a decent game. It's going to be fun. And now. Yeah, geez, it's it's just like everybody's just so money hungry, they're forgetting, they're forgetting the point. You know, it's yeah. entertainment. A, a lot of EA games are still fun, but the problem is it's so overshadowed by all the bullshit surrounding the company now, and all the you know microtransactions and the killing of studios. So it kind of really puts a damper on when they do release something that's actually fun. It actually, what I was thinking of specifically, you guys saw Ready Player One, right? Yep. Okay, I did not. All right. Well, I'm not really going to ruin anything major, but there's one of the head guys and he's talking about, you know, hey, when we when we acquire this major portion and we can we basically own this big gaming world, we can sell up to 90 percent of the screen before it starts causing mental issues or before it starts causing seizures and shit like that. Uh, And they're basically, you know, it's just showing how they're selling ad space on whatever everybody sees. That just completely reminded me of, of what EA is doing. It's it's like, here here's a game. Here's a really fun game. Here's a really fun concept. But let's figure out a way that we can eke every little dollar out of it that we possibly can. And and the thing is, is that it's not just like EA, and not just industry wide, but that's like everything you buy, yeah. everything like you know, and the uh, the amount of time that you have that the product actually works. The uh, yeah, life expectancy of it just keeps shrinking. The planned obsolescence just keeps slimmer and slimmer with everything. Well, and, it's um, like automobiles. It, yeah, and I think the reason why, well, some some of the smaller, smaller companies that, you know, come in and make some great games, they have a dream. They come in with a dream and a vision. They really want to make something that's cool and impactful. But a lot of the uh, companies that don't quite do the status of EA and Capcom with stuff, they're just afraid of the backlash. They don't have the ability to withstand a major, you know, yeah, uh, hoopla and everything else like EA can. I mean, the greed is going unchecked across the board. I'm waiting for EA to make a game that is just like a sim of real life, where if your character gets hurt or gets like their uh, leg broken, they have to go to the hospital, and the hospital's like, "Oh, your character didn't have insurance. Well, it looks like you gotta get a DLC pack to fix that leg." <laughs> speaking speaking of companies just doing it for the money. Could we categorize Valve doing the same thing? They've they've essentially dropped game development at this point for I mean, their they cash don't. cow, which is yeah. the store. I mean, at that point in time, you're never going to come out with something like, you know, their pressure to create something like Half-Life 3 was too great for them. I think they, they got out when the, when the getting was good. Well, also, I, I think in, the, in, in Steam's case, they were looking at it. I mean, they're definitely looking at it from a business point of view. They're definitely saying, okay, well... We can do X and make Y, or we can focus our efforts on this and make X, Y, and Z. 
I mean, it's kind of like what Sega did, where where Sega finally just said, you know what, we're getting out of the hardware business. We're just going to make games. And it was the best move they possibly could have made, because they were dumping so much money into making hardware. And not to say that their hardware was bad, but they just made mistakes. <laughs> their business practices were bad, not the hardware. Yeah, I mean, Saturn... Saturn was a decent machine. The the Dreamcast was a, a was awesome. decent machine. 32X is a why. Why the f- did you do that? Yeah, like Sega CD kind of scratched my head of, all right, well, I see what you're trying to do, but you kind of jumped the gun a little bit. And then when you did, you made it way too friggin' expensive for anybody to really get in the market for. You know, at, at the time, what was it, like 300 bucks, 400 bucks for the Sega CD? Yeah. Back then, which was like five, six, seven hundred dollars in today's money. Yeah, and and gaming systems were still marketed at children at that point in time. They weren't marketed at adults. It's like it was just way, way, uh, you know, ahead of their time. Let's let's face it: the gaming community were still ninety percent majority of children. Nowadays, the gaming, um, you know, industry, a lot of them are adults, just because the same those same children grew up. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's but that's the thing though is that a lot of the gaming industry nowadays are focused more towards adults because it's not a stigma anymore of hey a kid sitting in front of an arcade machine playing a video game, it's a hey this is somebody chilling out at their house playing a video game, you know that 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 whole that whole games are for kids thing is gone long long ago. Well, the kids with Ataris and Nintendos are now the uh, adults with PS4. The same kids. Just able to drink, just able to buy alcohol now. Exactly, an eight-year-old who can buy alcohol. Well, yep. shifting gears back into what we were, what we were, what our topic is on, on closed studios. What are some of the games out of the closed studios that were were canceled or or backed off because of that studio closing down? Like, for instance, Telltale Games and uh, Strange of Things. So much. Yeah, yeah, I love. I, you know. I enjoy the Telltale games. I don't say I don't want to say I love all of them, um, but the Borderlands one was was cute, but it really it just didn't grip me like you know like the Walking Dead ones did. Yeah, I loved the Walking Dead ones, and I'm really upset that they're not gonna. I really wanted to know what happened to Clementine. Well, well, hopefully, uh, and there's been I've been seeing like Kickstarter things showing up and all sorts of things showing up for getting the final season completed and done. And who knows, they might actually have it completed and done. Well, I say done, completed, maybe not necessarily QA'd, but completed. They might have it completed and just waiting to release the, you know, in the normal episodic scale. I mean, I can definitely hope for that. And I'm sure eventually there will be enough people who would want to actually complete the game that they will most likely make it. But it still kind of sucks that the company that made this, quite frankly, amazing game... I mean, there really is no action. You just walk your character around and quick time events, and that's really all the game is. But they made it work very well. Yeah, it's it's interactive, uh, an interactive story per se. You know, it's, it's kind of like the old choose your own adventures, where you know you 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 read and it says, hey, if you want to do this, go to this page. If you want to do this, go to this page. Um, yeah, but that ending of that first season, though, man. Oh God, that dude! Dude, that thing was like, oh my Jesus, really? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That happened? Yeah, like when it got to it, and it got all the way down to it, the decision you had to make, like all the way through, I thought it, the main story was around what was his name, Joel? 
Uh, something like that, yeah. Well, I thought it was I thought it was around the guy that you start off with. I thought the story was his story, and then it turns around and you find out that no, this story is Clementine's story. Dude, I googled so hard if there was a way to avoid getting bit, and oh, I was God, trying to yeah. find somebody that was like, "Hey, is there any way that you can avoid getting bit at this point in time?" And I'm like, "There's got to be something." No, that decision at the end of the game, man. You gotta pull that trigger yep i made i made her kill him um i made her kill him i did not i did not make clementine kill him because i i got down to it and i was like oh god you know what if i was in the same situation if i was that dude sitting right there i would just be like just just walk away just walk away forget i exist and well, you'd, you'd want to be a zombie? I mean, like, personally, I did it because I felt like Clementine had to grow up. And this was basically her acknowledging the fact that there was a lot of things that she's going to have to do to survive, and she's not going to like it. And this one act was going to harden her. So you're doing her one last favor, as it were. Yeah, I, I backed up and I said, you know what? I want to let this kid, out of all this crap that's going on, this kid's going to have to do so many horrible things. I don't want this to be on the list of things. Like I would, I would prefer to turn into a zombie and suffer that than force this kid to go through that extra pile of shit. I mean, I guess I was just selfish uh, because I just didn't want to have my dick falling off. Oh, well, I figured that's going to happen anyways. Kind of just out the pant leg. Yeah, I figured that was happening anyways. No matter what, eventually that was just going to fall off. Anywho, backtracking again since we're tangenting. Um, some other games that were that we'll never see again due to studio closings. Well, I say never. Likelihood of us ever seeing again because of studio closings. Uh, I think we also touched on it. Mass Effect. I mean, them closing down. Um, I See, I'm kind of on the fence about this one because Mass Effect 1, I loved it. Mass Effect 2... I loved it. Mass Effect 3, I loved it till about the last 45 minutes of the game. I can agree with that. And then when I heard about Andromeda, I was really psyched for it, but I was really, really worried that they were going to go right back into Mass Effect 3 style endings and shit, and I was just like, I don't know. And then when it happened, I found out that, cool, I don't have to spend another you know, 30 hours in each game making all these amazing decisions that are not really going to ultimately mean anything. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. It was a, a single game, single closure type of thing, just like real life. Hmm. Uh, what? What else? I just had a bunch of games in my in my brain. I'm kind of bummed that there's going to be no more episodes of like Game of Thrones game. Oh yeah, because I'm a fan of that type of stuff. Um, I found at times it was got a little bit boring and dry at times, but I did like it overall. And I'm also bummed. I would really like to see like a follow up or another game along the lines of The Wolf Among Us. I've heard great things about that. I haven't played it yet. It's it, it's fun, oh. but uh, I, I would recommend uh, playing it. it. It's it's a fun game. Um, it, it's kind of a bummer that you're not going to see any uh, follow-ups to some of this stuff. Yeah, and no, no more Dead Space because they've they've closed down Visceral. So how they ended Des- Dead Space Three with that? You know, f- first they end it with a cliffhanger. Well, they end it with okay. Well, that's that's the end. That's that's final. That's it. There's no more. And then the DLC comes out and you're like, really? There's more? And then they leave that at such an utter cliffhanger. You're sitting there scratching your head going, okay, 
when's the next game? Because I've got to see what happens now. And now Visceral's closed and you're never going to see it again, which just sucks. I'm also kind of worried because, I mean, they may have, they have a chance, a good chance of coming back out because Bioware still exists. But I'm, I'm kind of like worried that you're never going to see another Knights of the Old Republic uh, game or another Neverwinter Nights game. I, I like both those series, and I'm kind of worried that we're never going to get to see one of those. Well, keep in mind, Neverwinter Nights. There's an MM, there's a, a free to play MMO out there right now for Neverwinter Nights. There is. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know, but I wouldn't mind seeing you know a new entry with new stuff. Well, I, I, I guess with the MMO, they're, they're still adding events, they're still adding stories, so they're yeah, they're kind of. I mean, Neverwinter Nights is still there, but I, I see. I know. I, I agree completely with Knights of the Old Republic because that was a fantastic story. Yeah, I loved it. Even the second one. Where you're like, really, what the hell's going on? And then when you finally figure out what's going on, you're like, wow. And it's like, bye. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more. I mean, because they could tackle with the with with stuff like uh, Knights of the Republic. We can go all over the new um, IPs, the new storyline, the comic book series. There's so much potential for another cool game. Yeah, and it's so much wasted potential. But and now that Disney owns Star Wars, really, there's so much opportunity to go in so many different directions. But with the whole backlash of Battlefront, EA did have a big falling out with uh, uh, Disney over it. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Saddens me. With all these studio closings and all these things happening, I guess the real question is, and I think we've already touched base on it, but how do we feel about it? Like, I mean, there's some that I can kind of go meh against, and then there's some I can kind of really say, man, that sucks. But overall, how do you feel about it? Overall, I mean, you know, there's always going to be some degree of, you know, bigger studios gobbling up some smaller studios and cherry picking what they want to do. But I think this is going above and beyond. I think this is starting to get into territory where it's very uh, predatory, kind of like what leading up to, like, say, uh, the Gilded Age in history, if anybody's a history buff with the monopolies. I, I feel like the, Indian, the uh, video game industry is kind of starting to go that route where you're going to have the big names gobble up all the little ones and kill any competition and just feed us the same few IPs over and over, the same Maddens and the same stuff, the loot boxes, the microtransactions, and everybody's trying to start to push that route because they see the dollar signs. And anybody that doesn't fall in line that's a threat, they're going to just basically either offer them or just push them out the way and then bury the really cool ideas. And I'm not a fan of that. Some of these companies I really think should have stayed, you know, I mean, especially stuff like uh, Lionsgate Studios I liked. Uh, you know, I don't want to see Bioware get chewed up anymore. You know, Visceral Games, although under EA, Visceral Games, I believe, was never actually a separate company. It was actually a department completely owned and started by EA that they decided to shut down. So that's kind of like, that's that's not part of this trend. That's Visceral Games really was just a studio under VEA. That's all it was. Yeah, but it's it's just like saying the same thing of like a studio that's a first party title studio under PlayStation under Sony. You know, they're really yeah. under Sony. Yeah, they're first party. They're they're associated completely with so- Sony. Yeah, and they may branch off and do their own thing, but they're really right under Sony. Yeah, I mean, it was just a department. It was solely owned by EA, so they're not like you know buying up a separate studio and destroying it. But still, it. They did cool stuff. It was a cool studio that did really cool stuff, and then they got rid of that because it doesn't. They didn't. They probably couldn't figure out a way to stick it under the same routine. How many loot boxes and how many microtransactions can we stuff the fuck out of this? It's like a turduncan of shit. 
Just different types of turds. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, gaming just in general has has really gone towards the lasting dollar versus the hey, here's value for your dollar. But I do like the fact that Valve is actually kind of bucking the trend that they don't obviously they're not working up on their own IPs, but with Steam and, and all that fa- uh, all that opportunity for um, you know indie games and smaller studios, at least there is a part where we can get something different. And there are uh, there's a lot of shovelware, there's a lot of shit, but at the same time, with also the ability to rate on Steam, there are a lot of really good gems that aren't expensive that come out that are fantastic fun and really are clever, unique, and go on a different take entirely, different experience from the norm. So I think that's it's a, a confusing time. I think it's actually a good question. It might be a little bit off topic, but what was like the last game from EA that you guys bought, played, and thought, yeah, this is a fair game. This has everything the game should have in it. And you weren't offended by them releasing DLC that changed the way the game ended or did something along those lines. Like, when was the last time you felt that like you got a full game from EA? I don't. With with all the stuff in light and not the greatest memory, I gotta stop and think about that for a minute. I gotta think. I, I honestly think Mass Effect 2. I think that was the last... It was the last game that came out that came out from under EA that I really I enjoyed. They had DLC that came out for it, but it didn't really extend the game out anymore. At least not that I yeah, can recall. Wasn't Mass Effect two, or was it maybe it was Mass Effect three? One of the Mass Effects had a game that was a character in it, an alien race that was in it. Uh, the Prometheans were they? Yes. Yeah, the Prometheans, and he was a DLC character when he was so integral to the plot. Well, throughout the remaining other ones as well, he it was it was Mass Effect Two that he was I I believe it was Mass Effect Two that he was a DLC character, but while he opened up more avenues for the story, he wasn't integral. He was his character wasn't integral to the story. Like he was this guy caught in stasis that came out, and all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, I'm the last of my kind. Everybody else is dead, and you're like, holy crap, you're the last of your kind. But with how Mass Effect Two ended, almost every character was non-integral for three. They they designed it to be plug and play. Yeah, depending on on who survived and who didn't. Yeah. All right. I think the last uh, game that I bought from EA uh, as the publisher that I really felt I got a good amount of value for my money was actually Titanfall Two. I like Titanfall Two. I, I really do. I see. I like the mechs, and in Titanfall Two. The biggest complaint people had about the first one was there was no like single pu- person campaign, and they added that in because people wanted it. They added it into Titanfall Two, so they really did. They really did try, and I find playing online it's a lot of fun, and playing the single player campaign is actually a, a bit of fun too. So I think Titanfall Two they actually did a good job. I have to go with Cecil on this one. I think overall Mass Effect Two was probably the most complete quotation marks because I don't have a, uh, a camera is the most complete game. That I have played from EA. In a, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd agree, but I mean that this Titanfall Two is the most recent that I would say that I got that I really felt I got some some good content for the money. I haven't completed Titanfall Two, so I can't even go down that route and agree. I have played a little bit of the storyline of the of the single player mode for Titanfall Two. I enjoy it. The multiplayer in Titanfall Two is is fun. I enjoy it, but I really haven't dove far enough into it to say. Yeah, I feel this game is 100% complete, or I feel this game is complete enough. Um, but yeah, I can see I can see what you're saying. I, I could see it going down that route. 
And frankly, I actually really enjoy, I, I mean, I, I love the fact that I can run around as a person, that I can get mechs once in a while. I love mechs, so I always have a blast. And uh, some of my friends play on the Xbox, uh, uh, some you know former co-workers and everything else, and they play a lot of Titanfall too, and it's just fun. We'll have to get a uh, battle mech tabletop going. Heck yeah. Alrighty. Um, the last thing I had listed here was... Which games would you want to see come back from a canceled studio uh, or that, you know, that were canceled that that came back from a canceled studio? What, what game would you want to see get either uh, a remake or a, you know, or, or, a, or a sequel to? Um, let's before I see I see you're, you're not at the bit there, D. Let's give somebody else a chance to talk here, though. Shadow. I think you know what the answer to this one is. And luckily, I have my spiritual successor there. Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, that would be, uh, especially with a new one that came out, with a new movie. Yeah, they they uh, they can't remaster the game because they lost all the source code from it when they moved, so nobody even has it anymore, but CD Projekt Red is stepping up anyway. I, uh, that's that's actually a good one. Uh, there's There hasn't been a good Blade Runner game. Shit, sometime. Quite sometime. What about you, Shinzu? What would be a game that was canceled that you would love to see either A, remade, you know, a la Resident Evil remake type, or a sequel brought out to? I mean, obviously, the I'd like them to see the ending of uh, Walking Dead, but I'd really like for them to bring back Mass Effect Andromeda. I think there was a lot of promise in that game. I just think that the next time around they should just keep their hands off the game. Like, I would say, with a stipulation, that's the game I'd like to see, but I want it to be from the developer's heart and not from EA's pocket. Okay. I'm with you there. I can hear that. What about you, D? Since you were gnawing at the bit. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll go my second one, because I think the f- number one was was probably yours. <laughs> Which one was mine? I still... Oh, I want to see Dead Space, man. Oh yeah, yeah, I could definitely. You go. know, I want to see Dead Space. Yeah, I, you know, I want to see the sequel to that. You're the one that got me, you know, into the Dead Space series, dude, and I thank you for it. Yeah, dude, that, that <laughs> I, I want to see that. I, I could, uh, yeah. but but I really think they could do cool to actually do like say a remake and a re-release of the Three Fables, or a sequel where you know when they promised a lot with Fable but didn't quite deliver quite as well on their promises. If they could really, like, because with the modern-day technology now, the better, the more space on the discs, the better graphics, I think they could really, like, tie that in and either make a sequel or basically make a remake of Fable. That would blow our socks off. That would really be equal to what they originally promised us from the first one. All right. I'm with you. Um, actually, mine, while while Dead Space, I would love to see, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Um, mine... It actually just came to me just sitting here a second ago. Uh, it's actually when, when you guys were talking about Sierra being defunct and being bombed out. I, I would... And they've made a remake of King's Quest, which is friggin' awesome. If you haven't played those, those are... They've, they've made them like Telltale-style, episodic, really, really took that that element of that adventure game there and, and re-brought it back to life. And I thought they did a fantastic job with it. Uh, one game that I would I would really truly enjoy to see remade, um, and I'm going to say it kind of in two ways because my pie in the sky game and then my settle game is actually my settle game would be Quest for Glory Two Trial by Fire. 
that game was uh, it's the, the first game was actually started off as Heroes Quest, and then they couldn't keep that name because somebody else had a trademark. Actually, I think it was a board game had a trademark, and they couldn't use it, so they renamed it to Quest for Glory. Was the first game, and it was so you want to be a hero, and the game was. The game was fun. It had RPG elements to it. It had minor ma- inventory management elements to it, but it wasn't so complicated that you really had to really dig in there. The original games, like um, like Quest for Glory One and Quest for Glory Two, before they were remade, they were you had to type in what you wanted to do. So they were they were kind of the the old text based games almost, like the old King's Quest, like the old Space Quest, where you had to type in take bottle or give berries or whatever grab ye bottle yeah you see ye flask why can you say get ye flask but you can't get ye flask so you have to sit there and wonder why you can't get the flask uh gonna love strong bad <laughs> but no so so quest for glory 2 trial by fire now my pie in the sky game would actually be a full-on remake but take all of the games and combine them into one. So you're going from Quest for Glory 1 all the way to, I think it was Quest for Glory 5 or 6. Because the first one was, so you want to be a hero. Or or whatever. The second was Try by Fire. The third one was where you went to the Savannah or the Pelts where the centaur guy was who turned you into a paladin. Fourth one was the Shadows one. The Shadows of Darkness or something like that. And then the fifth one after that was... I forget which one it was, but there was a fifth one that I actually never completed. But the, the reason why I'd want to see them all combined into one game is because, well, you know, in Mass Effect, how all your decisions equal what the next game has. So everything you did in the first game, the decisions you made affect how the second game plays. It remembers all those settings and all those things you did. So if this person survived, that came here. If you said this to this person, that followed over into the next game. Well, in the Quest for Glories, it was the same thing to a degree. When I say to a degree, for instance, if you started off the first game as a fighter and you leveled up so many, you know, you you attained whatever level in whatever, uh, you know, whatever skill, like, I don't know, jumping or swimming or climbing or whatever it may be, and you attained a certain level in that, well, when you saved your game at the end and you went over to the next game, you could load that character in and you were a fighter again. And you had your levels already there, so you weren't starting the game with their default settings as a fighter. You started off with what you were, and all of your inventory and everything that you had when you ended the game uh, leak over into it. So if you had, you know, 10,000 gold pieces, well, when you get to the next game, you had 10,000 gold pieces. Granted, you had to trade them in for whatever dinars or whatever the hell they were called, but... You had those 10,000 gold pieces. You had that cloak. You had those torches. You had those you know, mana potions or whatever the hell they were. So you had all those things, and they leaked over from the first game. So that's why I'd want to see that game, you know, those games combined into one super friggin' long game where, you know, you end the one scene and how it ended the game and you went over to the next land, it's picked up right there and you went right off. And uh, I think that would be fun. Or just bringing back that series in general, but modernizing it so it was, you know, maybe like the King's Quest. Uh, you know, the, the fighting in it was fun. I thought it was entertaining, but that would be my pie in the sky for that. Does anybody remember, because I haven't heard Heads or Tales of this in a long time. Does anybody remember who made the Mech Warrior series? Um, 
I'd like to see another Mech Warrior. There is. There's Mech Warrior Online right now out there. Uh, and there's okay. some mech games. Hawken is out there. They're not. It's not in the BattleTech genre or BattleTech world, I don't think. But MechWarrior okay. Online is cool. But yeah, I remember MechWarrior games. How would you feel about uh, from Origin Systems? You know, since they closed down, how would you feel about like another maybe updated Wing Commander game? The Space Flight Sim. You know what? Honestly, I'm really, really happy with No Man's Sky. So I don't know that I. I would... like that too. And there's a lot of really great space sims out there right now. Wing Commander would nah. really, really have to step up their game. Like they, it would be pretty much drowned out then by the. Well, rest. you've got Elite Dangerous, which is yeah, fucking fantastic. You've got Eve Online, MMO, but still, it's got all those elements to it. Um, no Man's Sky, which has got the exploration part nailed. Oh uh, yeah. I would love to see a new Wing Commander come out, but I don't. I don't know that that would sell. Yeah, I don't know that that would sell. I don't know that Quest for Glory would sell. I I remember you would uh, you'd play Wing Commander sometimes when I came over. So, uh, so I thought you no. Did. I I had nope. X Wing, X Wing Alliance, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. I had all no, those. No, somebody else then. Somebody else did the head of the uh, Wing Commander. I, yeah, games. I did not have the Wing Commanders. I didn't play the Wing Commanders until actually by the time you went off to Basic is when I had Wing. It was when I finally got Wing Commander. Ah. And I only played it for a short period of time because by then the graphics of it were were very aged. Well, the second one came out in 1991. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they were definitely aged. Uh, what about a new uh, Command and Conquer game? Westwood. Yeah, from Westwood. Well, I mean, RTSs right now, there's not a lot of RTSs out there except for, like, Civilization. And there's a lot of indie I companies. I really did like... I really liked the uh, Command and Conquer series. Command and Conquer was solid. I could I could dig that. I'm just trying... I was trying to think of something that just wasn't... There's, there's not much saturated in the market right now. Um... You know that's why that's why I thought of Quest for Glory right off the bat because it was it was RPG it was funny it was it was you know, it was entertaining but most of the CR games are funny in some way yeah like uh um the one with the space uh, the space uh, was it Space Quest Space Quest Roger Wilco yeah Space Quest would be a cool one to see I I, I think they could bring that back like they did King's Quest yeah because I don't think there's a, a hu- I mean there are some but I don't see a, a yeah, there are some on the indie side, but those are mostly the, uh, you know, getting to be the adult games, you know, like the, the naked or near-naked enemy characters. But I don't see a ton of point-and-click, really adventure-style games out there. At least none notable. Other than, like, the, the remake of King's Quest? And as I said... Yeah, like, other than like, that, I mean, as a market, there's a lot of oversaturation between the indie and... But I don't see a ton for the point-and-click, well, really. There's a few on the on the Vita, but... I think the point-and-click really has molded into that that Telltale-style game where it's interactive, yeah. where it's an interactive storyline. Like uh, like Until Dawn, and the new game that they're coming out with, uh, Man of Medan? Man of Medan? Median? Yeah. Um, I think they've really... Yeah, I, I think I they've really... The point-and-click adventures have really just turned into that. Yeah, I never really used to be that big of a fan of the point-and-click, but I did love the Space Quest. Yeah, they were they were silly funny. They really were. That was one of the ones you let me borrow. Which one was it? Um, I 
think, because like you started off, I think, in like a near garbage heap. Uh, that was Space Quest Three. Three, yes, I think it was three that you let me borrow that I started playing. Yeah, when you dig through the trash heap to put together the aluminum mallard. Yes, 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 yes. That was the one you let me borrow, and that kind of got me like really into those. I, I really like those. Yeah, there's, and of course, the point and click, you know, puzzle games like Seventh Guest and Eleventh Hour. Uh, that was. Yeah, yeah. those puzzle... You know what? There's been a lot of great puzzle games that have come out. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just reminiscing yeah. now about the games you let me borrow as a kid. I'm just going on a tangent. But I think, yeah, like a Space Quest sequel would be nice to see. I mean, really, just, just seeing some of the group get back from Sierra and make something would just be phenomenal, <laughs> whatever they would yeah, think Yeah, getting of. the band back together and playing some of that, that would be great. Yeah, because, I mean, one of the YouTubers that we watch a lot was uh, uh, worked for Sierra. Um, I think his name was Jason. I'm not sure, but he was uh, the Metal Jesus Rocks guy. Metal Jesus. Okay. He used to he used to be a uh, uh, employee at Sierra. Oh shit! What did he do? You've seen him actually because he was um he did a bunch of small things at first, you know, just like you know lackey type stuff. But then they used him for uh music. He's a musician, so they also had a, a couple uh, like uh, sequences with a band they had him in it. Um. Because he's a long-haired guy, but uh, he used to work for Sierra. Very cool. He used to do some of the... Um, I think he did some of the sound stuff, too, at one point, or helped out with that. Well, Never been clear on exactly what he did, but he used to work for him. Well, like normal, we're going way over time. So we got to kick into questions from, well, Zyberblood. And it's actually kind of funny. I kind of thought he'd be... Uh, hold on. Oh, hey, I missed a call from him. Hang on, let me, uh, let me see. He left me a voicemail, it looks like. Let me call my voicemail and find out what's going on. Hold on. You have one new voice message. First voice message. Cecil? Cecil, you there? Oh, Cecil? I, Jesus Christ, what's a voicemail? Fuck! Dude! It's not in Mexico! It's fucking Detroit! How the fuck did I end up in Detroit? What the fuck's going on? Cecil, I need your help, man. Well, uh, looks like Zyberblood has been possibly abducted again. <laughs> we, we, we might not be the bestest friends, you know, uh, after this, but uh, I ain't going to Detroit. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, we're great friends and all, but I mean, it's Detroit. I think he's on his own this time. Ten bucks says it was Daymok again. Oh, man. Why would Daymok take him to Detroit, though? You know, you know what? We, if we ever added Daymok to our, to our staff, you know what he, his shirt has to say? abductor frenemy frenemy <laughs> nice well hey zyber was cool enough to leave a bunch of questions in here before he uh obviously before he got abducted so at least he was useful <laughs> so let's let's read down here quick we'll go around the room and give a give some quick answers because we are we're running out of time so question one some some of us snack and game while we are at the computer or console console whoops or even while playing some tabletop games. Yeah, okay. My question is, what, what, what's your suggestions for snacks and or drink while in a long campaign to power yourself while powering up in a game? Okay, that's actually a really good question. So what type of snacks do you suggest? I guess we're going to have to keep this down. Let's go one, one food, one drink. What would you suggest? So uh, Shadow, what would you say? Monster energy drink and whatever I can shove in my fat face hole. So, cheese sticks? Cheese sticks and Doritos. That's what I had during this. 
What about you, D? What's your suggestion? Uh, although, near console controller and keyboard, I don't snack at all, because frankly, I'm a slob and I don't want to ruin my shit. But as far as go-to drink, beer. And if I'm gaming, like, say, tabletop, where, yes, it's just I can wipe off the dice. I'd say mozzarella sticks are, like, one of my go-to favorites. I just love mozzarella sticks. Like mozzarella string cheese or mozzarella sticks breaded, fried up, and yummy, burning your Dude, face Dude, the off. only type. Breaded, fried up, yummy. Hey, this fat boy needs some more grease. What about you, Shenzhen? What would you recommend? If I do uh, a long gaming session, I personally uh, go to uh, unsweetened iced tea, and I have uh, beef jerky. I like it. You like to, you know, you get the caffeine and the protein, and uh, beef jerky you get to kind of just chew on. Not like cheese where it just slides right in, and then you're like, ah, crap, I gotta go poop. And then you're in the bathroom trying to get that cheese blockage out. Yeah, but it gives that gives time for like when you have to segregate like people for like you know somebody knows something the group cannot know at first. It gives it gives them time to do that. Oh, oh, don't listen to this. Remember, your character never heard this. Forget that. Let me just go to the shitter. Then I really don't know what the fuck's going on. More accurate. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I would say my recommendation would be well rum, rum for the drink. And I'm tossed up. I'm I'm torn between two things. Now, Eggo Waffles. Eggo Waffles. Big old box of Eggo Waffles. I wish. Do you just, like, uh, just throw them in from your seat when you're gaming? Yeah, or just pick them up and start eating them frozen. You don't even have to cook them. I mean, they're already really cooked. But they're made with eggs, and I can't have them. <laughs> okay, well. So just skip the Eggos and just drink the maple syrup. Or, or just drink the rum. Hey, rum-infused maple syrup. Oh, God. Or the maple rum. Hell yeah. That sounds good. That sound good. There we go. That's what we'll do. Just have maple rum. All right. Second question. If you were Troned... Hold on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm reading it correctly. Let me say, if you were Troned in as a mod program in a game, what would your code add or remove from a game? So if you, yourself, were Troned, like the movie Tron, into a game, how would your code affect the game? Like what? What would you do? I can already figure out. I'm I'm already seeing D's wheels turn, and I'm pretty sure it's diabolical what his code would do. So D, what would your code do? My code would make everybody's character, if you didn't move around enough, out of shape and gain pounds, and then your encumbrance level, how much you can carry, will drop. <laughs> so like, if you're an RPG person, you're like, okay, my character's strong. He can carry say 100 pounds before he's encumbered. Nope, slash that down to 50, pal. You're gonna be encumbered. You better get moving, otherwise you're going to become more and more encumbered. That guy in a little coat. Everybody's going to be as encumbered as my fat ass. What about you, Shinzu? What would your code do? Probably just remove all door handles. My co- my co- now that's diabolical. My code would definitely do her. <laughs> anyway. Coffee mod. Uh, uh, what about yours? What about yours, Shadow? You cannot travel or fast travel with enemies nearby. Because I provide the anxiety of thinking there's always enemies nearby. Somebody around that bush. They're gonna, they're gonna get me, goddammit. Run away. See, my code would probably unlock every dialogue option you could possibly have, but none of them worked. It'd be devil's advocate. You'd click one, and the, op- the exact response would be, well, what if we did this, or look at it this way? And he'd be like, I, I can't out-argue you. Argue you. You're, you're, you're arguing... You're doing straw man arguments, and I can't. I can't keep up. That would be my code. 
Uh, one more code I would add. Forcing all NPCs to sound like Cecil doing Deckard Kane. Oh, well, we should re-record an entire game where I talk like this. And it has to be an adult content. <laughs> well, first it rubs the lotion on its skin. All right, last question from Zyber. Uh, you get in the mail a mysterious game cart that says, Blow Me. <laughs> when you do, a game, a gaming world genie appears and says, I'll give you three wishes from the, for the gaming world as long as one of them are for my freedom. What be your wishes? You said three, right? Three, three wishes? Three wishes as long as one of them is to free them. Okay. First wish? I'd wish that cartridge would go to Mars. Okay. I didn't use all my wishes, and now they can't be freed. <laughs> Fuck off, you diabolical cartridge. I don't know what's going to happen if I free your ass. You're going to Mars. All right. Touche. What about you, Shadow? What would you wish from the gaming world? Oh, my God. Uh... I wish I could just play any game whenever, wherever, with everything in it. All the DLC. Not have to worry about paying for it. And then I wish I would never, ever have lag. Ooh, good ones. And then, fine, fuck it, he's free. <laughs> what about you, Shinzu? I would say, uh... EA could never touch another game directly ever again. No more bad touch. And that uh, every game sold comes with a free six-pack of your choice. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, mine, uh, I, think, I, I think I thought of this question completely different than the rest of you. I would want Samus Aran's uh, Chozo suit, you know, the, the, the power suit that she had. I'd want, like, I'd want that. Because how badass would that be? You just walk around and be like, hey, you know, throw this suit on. I'm going to wreck some house. Oh, crap, I had a second one, but I forgot it. Yeah, we went complete opposite directions on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh... oh, hold on, hold on. I I would ask for that suit, but definitely a little more room in the crotch area, because I would I would need not a lot, just a little extra room there. So you know the boys didn't didn't rattle around to get crushed up against me. See, with all these nice, let's see, going through these good altruistic, yeah. Uh gaming, you know, you know, things, and then you set them free. Obviously, none of your asses have watched Wishmaster or anything else where you end up having to be stuck as the genie in the blow-me cart. I don't trust that shit. Touche. He's going to hit a road sign, end this shit quick. No, I'm going to bite you all. Fuck it, I ain't going alone. Um, And I would wish that I had infinite lives. That sounds like that'd be fun for the rest of us. Exactly. All you'd ever hear because it would never get old. Betrayal, you fuckers. Betrayal, you fuckers. Betrayal. Exactly. But that way... You've been betrayed by D. That way if that friggin' genie tries to wreck my face... Go ahead. I'm just gonna come back. And I'm gonna have that Samus suit. Eventually I'm gonna take you out. <laughs> or you're gonna be in the cartridge. <laughs> Samus suit and all. <laughs> I know how this genie shit works. Fuck that. All right. I can see that. I guess third, I would wish for his freedom, but I don't take his place. <laughs> but to say, I, I, I don't know if you could wish for that, but if you if that didn't work, man, you forget your boys being crushed in the Chozo suit. You're going to be in a fucking cartridge. Well, hopefully I can, I can con expand and contract to meet said cartridge obligation. Cartridge with a lump. <laughs> 
Alrighty. Well, Shinzi, where can people find you at, man? I haven't really set anything up yet because, once again, I'm just a lazy person, so I'll just be trolling the GNA. Uh, the Discord? The Discord, yep. Rock on. Where can people find you at, Shadow? MorganBS.com. All my links are on there. I'm also in the Discord. Well, I haven't been there recently, but I'm back, mostly. Yes, yes, you are. It's good to have you back. What about you, D? Where can people find you at? They can find me at my website, microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S dot com. Uh, same thing for my YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, very occasionally Twitch. I've got my own GNA, yeah, not my own GNA, my own Microbrew Gamers Discord channel. You can find me on uh, GNA's Discord mostly. Also on uh, Yeah Dude Gamers and uh, pretty much just palling around, haunting, and probably staring at some of these Tron chick photos soon. Oh, God, yeah. She's pretty hot. Yeah, she is, uh, she was, uh, what was she, 11 from House? Man, 13. 13, that was it. Damn. Yeah, she's definitely a 13. Hmm. Anyway, I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, etc., 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 etc. You can also find me trolling around the GNA Discord. Um, yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you can't find me, ask one of these guys. They'll figure out where I am. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, spread the word. You can also find us on other services like Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, and wherever else you want to find us. Let us know. If we're not there, we'll upload there. Yes, we are finally on Spotify. So go check us out there as well. You can follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. Uh, or join the Discord chat. You can send that, see that pinned tweet. We're on Facebook as well. Um, just search at GNA Podcast. You'll find us there. And we have also partnered up with Humble Bundle. Why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle there, Shinzu? Glad to. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, have partnered with. You can purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You can choose what part goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or to charity. You can give it all to charity or nothing if you want. Your call. But don't pull a me and forget to put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle to let them know that we sent you. Dick. So far this month, all right? <laughs> so far this month, we've raised $48.05 for charity through our partnership with Humble Bundle. Don't forget you can put that question mark, uh, sorry, you can put that at the end of any Humble Bundle link. So if you're going to buy a game through Steam, check Humble Bundle. You may be able to get it there and help charity at the same time. Well, thank you very much, Good Zap. So, do you like anime? If you do, join us Wednesday nights at 19.30 Eastern Time at www.rab.it forward slash GNA podcast for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45, uh, which he is in blue, nor a shark, nor 45. If you like horror movies, check out our horror movie night at that same rabbit location hosted by Zyberblood. We do it every second Saturday of the month. First Saturdays are game show night at uh, www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast where we do game nights and giveaways. We do Steam Code giveaways each night. Check out our friends Brian and Kiv at First and Ten uh, and check out Remy and Tinks and Bombshell Jackets. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at GNA podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats, we don't care. We're just tired of seeing those damn Twitter notifications that somebody logged in. We know what you blew. 
keep logging in. I know, why don't you? Last but not least, check out our website, www.gnapodcast.com for... I really don't know what the hell else we have on there. We got the show, we got pictures, we got we got stuff up there. Hopefully we'll have swag that you can buy at some point in time. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. I had a good time. And uh, too bad Zyver got uh, abducted mid-show there. Hopefully he's, uh, he's alright. Maybe I should send him an Uber to Detroit so he can get back to his place. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Have a good night. Smells like Mexico again.